Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. Hoi, I'm the Comic Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. And this is a hero story, episode number 73. Welcome. A hero yeah. story is a, com- is a comic book podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book video games, comic book animation, comic books themselves. You name it, we'd probably talk, it, talk about it. We review comics from Marvel and DC. This week we have four comics. No, I'm sorry, five comics. Five, yeah. We have Flash, 84. Superman, 18, a.k.a. The Truth. We have Ocean Master, You're the Villain, number one. Batman and the Outsiders, number eight. And Captain America, number 17. And that, those are the comics I'll review, but before we get into any of that, we'll go over the news of the week. And before we even get into any of that, yeah. Christ on Infinite Earths started for the CW. The first three episodes are out so far from Batwoman, Supergirl, and Flash, I believe. Yeah. So these are the first part. The next part will be happening in January, but they're just doing a little holiday break since holidays for, are coming up. For now, we'll be giving a little bit more basic thoughts since we will be having our guest, Real World of Flash, a.k.a. Eunice, to record on the full Crisis uh, six-episode breakdown. But for now, we'll just give initial thoughts and we'll see what we think because we haven't really talked about it much. Hunter and I talked about it a little bit in the group chat, but not much. So, Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you like? What do you dislike? Let's review this like a movie. So usually when we do our movie reviews, we like we say what we like, what we dislike, any references we got, stuff like that. So we won't fully review it, like like uh, JD said that we'll be doing that in January. But what basic things did you like? So I like the feeling of oh my god, this is a crisis going on. I like the recruitment of we need to get everyone that we can. I, I like the idea of that. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, they're not handling it like a villain of the week. Yeah, and that's what I was worried about because I felt like in past crossovers, it was kind of just treated as like, this is a big villain, but, you know, whatever. It's still just us. Let's let's handle it. But now it really <laughs> felt like, like, holy crap, this is the end of the world. This will be the end of Wakanda. So it's, it's <laughs> certainly interesting to see that. Um, I like the Superman vibe. Um, I know there's definitely been some criticism of the Superman, and even I've had my fair share. But I do like to see Brandon Routh back as Superman. I think it's really interesting. His look is just iconic with the Kingdom Come, and I've always liked Brandon Routh, even though I thought his movie is incredibly boring, Superman Returns. Yeah, Superman Returns is a boring movie. I do like some scenes, but for the most part, it's... The plane scene is fantastic. Other than that, I'm kind of I like the bullet scenes, too. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, besides that, it's like, yeah. but the suit is incredible. Incredible. <laughs> like, like they did not spare any expenses. It's nice to see Brandon Routh also get another chance at Superman. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen him talk about Superman. I've seen like interviews from the 2000s leading up to that of just how much he cared about the character. So it's nice to see, he's you know, 13 years later and to get another shot. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's the best part of the crossover, in my opinion. Like he yeah. looks the part and every scene that he's in, he's what I'm looking at, basically. Even if he's yeah. in the background, like, oh, there he is, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Even the last, the end of the last episode, when uh, some heroes were transported uh, to the other location, um, Brandon Ruth was there for the beginning, and he looked like the real leader of this group. Like, just he's taller than everyone, it seemed. He had a brighter suit, and just him walking around looking at everyone, making sure everyone's okay at the beginning was really good. So Yeah, the rumors of a Brandon Superman Kingdom Come show have me excited. Um, I think that would be pretty interesting. That would probably be the one show that I would watch uh, out of everything that they're talking about. So it's definitely cool. Do you think that'll happen, though? 
I don't think it will. I don't. But either. I've heard a lot of rumors about it, so who knows? You know, with the whole HBO and the HBO Max DC universe, maybe yeah. something could happen. There's a lot of opportunities. It's definitely more possible now. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And you know, who's more iconic than Superman to do on on one of these uh, streaming services? So yeah, exactly. Could so be fun. Sense. Uh, I like Lois Lane. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name. Tyler Superman's Lois. Yeah, I like her too. I, I think she plays a very good Lois. So like, um, I wasn't all that excited about their show, only because I was like, should have been Smallville, Superman, and Lois. Hmm. But <laughs> but uh, I think that she plays a good Lois. So um, after this, I'm looking at least a little bit more forward to their show. Um, I like the feeling of the entire DC universe going on here. I mean, obviously not the entire DC universe, but I think it's just interesting that you know, yeah, so many that, different parts of the universe. Yeah, we got to see like Michael Keaton's Batman Earth for a split second. We saw Adam West for a lot of cameos, like even the Birds of Prey Earth from the 2003 show. But even Lucifer's scene was actually quite long and really entertaining. It was probably yeah. one of the, my favorite parts of the entire crossover. I don't even watch Lucifer. Oh, I was but just going to ask, do you watch more. Lucifer? No, no, you do, right? Uh, no, I've, no, I never have. I've read Lucifer comics, so my sister is actually really into the show, and uh, I was just talking to her about it uh, the, today, actually, and I was like, oh, did you see he's in this crossover? She had no idea what it was. She was like, oh, you should definitely get into Lucifer. It's on Netflix and stuff. At least watch the pilot. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll try to get into it. It's only four seasons, and my boy Tom Welling is in it, so yeah. I feel like I should <laughs> check it out. But, uh, but yeah, so, so that, was a, that was an entertaining scene. Yeah, like he, I love how he knows Constantine and doesn't like Constantine. Yeah, like they have like an unspoken rivalry, which I think and the chemistry was great between them. Yeah, they're just like ah, Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see you. It, it was a really good. Like that was probably the best. I was gonna say the best scene that isn't a fight scene, but there weren't really any fight scenes in this. There was a the 15 second ones where they're fighting the Dementors from Harry Potter. <laughs> the worst part of prison was the Dementors. Yeah, I understood the reference. And then first there was Mike. the Superman versus Superman, which is also quite short. But these not, not the like first only... time I fought myself. Nice little reference there. Yeah, but besides that, it's just like I guess I kind of any anything good you want to talk of. I oh. that, I mean that I pretty much said everything that I wanted to say. Uh, as for I do so far, at least I do really like how they use '90s Flash, and that yes. whole scene with Black Lightning. I thought Black Lightning and Barry had great chemistry. Um, um, this is the first time they've crossed over. That's what I was wondering when I was. Yeah, watching. it is. I thought he had been on before. This is why I was like confused. No, this is the first time Black Lightning's ever been in another show. Uh, okay, I figured since it was a CW show, he had been on before. I thought he was on uh, either last year's crossover, two years ago. I, I thought he had been on before. No, so. his uh, his character doesn't know of other Earths until now. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So yeah. I- Thought him and Barry were great together. Yeah, great chemistry. Seeing them talk about just their life and their inspiration, it was it was good. And they shook hands afterwards and like ah, lightning boys. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, so what about things we did not did like so much? Uh Smallville scene. Oh, I you gonna say that? I will defend it. Breaker. I mean, absolute heartbreaker. Why? Tell okay. Me why. So Superman, they go to the Smallville Earth, right? John Cryer's Lex Luthor really annoying in that scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, he, he is really annoying. And I, I haven't seen, I have, I don't watch Supergirl personally, so I don't know if he's actually a good Lex Luthor. I've only seen clips online, and from what I've seen, I'm a little less than impressed. But 
Okay, so after, you know, Smallville not being on air since, what, like 2011 or 2013, we finally get this return to Smallville, and they've talked about it for years, and every Comic-Con Tom Welling says, oh, you know, I really, I'm not going to suit back up, and they confirmed him and Erica Dernace for the crossover, so I was like, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so I mean, it is. It is, but it's not. So they go to the Smallville Earth. Clark is outside the farm chopping wood, and it's great. They have the farm. He Tom Welling looks great all these years later. He still looks huge. He's They played the Smallville music, too. The way they incorporated it in was great. Yep. He doesn't have powers anymore. He gave up his powers so he could have a family. He, he has two daughters, which I like that he has two daughters. Very Superman secret identity vibes where he has two daughters in that story with Lois. I love that. That's great. He, why would he give up the powers? I mean, okay, it's Lex. so out of line with his character. And they've done this like exact arc on Smallville before. I mean, I couldn't believe that he gave up the powers. I, I think back to the series finale of Smallville, where Lex returns after being gone for like two years. And they end it with Clark saying, I'll always be there to stop you. And Lex says, oh, I'm counting on it. And now it's just like, well... Guess Clark's not going to be there to stop you, Lex. <laughs> like, ah, oh, such a gut punch. And I think it was still great to see Clark and Lois again. And maybe this is a fake out. I'm trying to, like, live in disbelief that this is a fake out and he actually will have powers. But ah, that was that was a real gut punch. But it's just... I, I It would have been so much better if he said, I'm retired. If, if he said that I'm retired, whatever, like I've Lex is taken care of on my earth. And now that now that I have my two daughters, I want to focus on being a father. That would have been fine. I would have been fine with him retiring. And especially in Superman's secret identity, he retires and lets his daughters take over. His daughters end up having powers. So and that would have been I would great. Even, I would even say Super, Superman Convergence, Superman repi- retires when John is born and he goes with Lois to another planet to raise John. I'm, I'm, I literally have uh, the Road to Rebirth uh, Superman Lois and Clark series on my desk right now. I, I just got the trade of it recently. So, Oh, have you read it before? Uh, yeah, I have read it before. I just okay, wanted to yeah. reread it. I didn't own it in trade. This is actually one that I got out of the library a long time ago. So, Yeah. Like, I, I near, one, near when did it actually come out. So I, I really wanted to read this again. The trade was and like nine bucks on Amazon. So I was like, hell yeah. It's about Jonathan Kent being born. They go to another planet so they could raise their son in safety. And Clark grows a beard. and the black suit lois looks older it's great it's my ideal clark and lois like ending type thing but anyway this it was it was great to see erica and tom together again and it was great you know she called him smallville and stuff it's good but he gave up the powers and it it just doesn't fit in line with what 10 years of smallville did so it, it just felt like a gut punch to the 10 years of what smallville did to this one little scene in crisis and I know the Smallville writers did this, so it's not like you could say, like, oh, well, you know, somebody else was touching their work, but ah, uh, it's unhurt. I kind of liked it. I felt uh, like it was a. <laughs> have you watched Smallville? Yes, uh, not all of it. Okay. Okay. So you are it, the it, bigger fan here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Smallville fan. I watched that yeah. as a kid. I watched it recently. It's great. I love it. My favorite That's show. That's fair. That's fair. I just thought it was a satisfying, like, wrap up to the whole thing. Because I understand, like, the finale was ending, like, a huge action and. Then it's like it's over. All of a sudden, it's over. And it could have had like an eleventh season. Was it eleven? They could have. Yeah, yeah. They they ended on ten, and then they did like yeah. uh, comics for the eleventh season. Yeah, they they did that, and that was like a lot. I've read the comics, and I consider it like a kind of its own ending, like a better. Yeah, yeah. They're they're finale. pretty good. They're pretty good with the some of his adventures. They're short, but there is his adventures in Superman. They're pretty good. Yeah, I felt like this was a better wrap up for live action. If that comic didn't happen, this felt like it was like 
satisfying just seeing like oh clark's living a happy life you know he wants to be a farmer and that's what he is he's just a family guy although i do wish he had powers i thought it was kind of dumb when he just like threw the kryptonite very weakly but yeah. <laughs> his throw was awful but yeah, that's uh, i just kind of thought it was like you know i was like this is fine i, I kind of wish he went with them instead of just like walking away and then the next scene it's like his earth's been destroyed he's dead but <laughs> it's like you know it's nice yeah him i mean i i don't know it would have been cool to see like him uh i don't know even if you are gonna say oh i gave up my powers the second they leave him like speeding off i don't know i i just i don't believe that he would ever give up his powers in a world where lex luther is and especially they set up lex as president in the end in the smallville season uh series finale so you know there was there was so much that was set up at the end of smallville of him being superman i just don't see a world where he gives up his powers i like the idea of him of him having daughters i think that is fantastic it's my favorite, one of my favorite stories is Superman's Secret Identity, and it falls right in line with that. That's great. I just don't see him giving up powers. Let him retire. If if they if the only thing they changed about the scene was him retiring, I would have been pretty fine with it. But him giving up the powers was sad, and I should have I shouldn't have got my hopes up because I remember somebody had met Tom at a con, and he said, "Oh, I only filmed one scene," so I should have known like he's not gonna have a big part. But oh, it hurt. Smallville was about Clark Kent, and this was about Clark Kent. So, and and something Tom Welling's always said in interviews is, I never wanted to play Superman. I always wanted to play Clark Kent. Like that was a, a part of the attraction to the show. Yeah. So, so but it still no, hurt. I'm okay with it. I don't <sighs> understand. One thing about Crisis that hurt me a lot, maybe I don't know about you, is I haven't heard anything he's talking about this. Was Kevin Conroy's back? Oh, that that was oh, that hurt too. That right in bad. the childhood. <laughs> yeah. So you have everyone's like the iconic voice of Batman, the one we hear in our heads when we read Batman comics, and you have him come in. He's Batman the anime series. He's Arkham Batman. He's just such a good character. Finally, live action, and you have him as a murderer. Why? <laughs> and you have him die too. Like, did he die when he got electrocuted there? I don't know actually. Well, Earth's dead, so it doesn't matter. But it's just like well, I'm wondering hey, if some of the Earths are going to be returned, but. They should have had him as animated Batman, just in the live action form, like the suit in the cave with like the cobwebs on it. So I'm fine with like this Batman being retired due to injuries, like being in the Xbox skeleton. That's very Kingdom Come. Could, could have made a Batman Beyond reference. Definitely could have because mentioned Terry's name, maybe. But have him retired, have the bat suit in the Batcave be like a very animated suit. I don't think care if it looks ridiculous because he's not wearing it. Just have it on display. Yeah, I agree. A very simple gray and black animated suit. And just have him have all the events of anime of Batman be canon instead of having Clark Kent's glasses all shattered in a cage. Like, and why is Luke Fox taking care of? Him? Oh my god! I was just like, okay, this is some random guy, and then they named up Luke. I'm like, that's yeah, not... <laughs> okay. Hey, Luke is our future Batman, apparently. So yeah, Crisis called it. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. I I didn't like it at all. I was I was struck with like a lot of hype when he first appeared and then just uh dang so it. Not, and now you know how i felt about smallville clark it just takes away everything that makes the character the character exactly because in a way like i know kevin conroy oh he's an actor playing batman kevin conroy basically is batman at this point he is batman and he's the he, like you said he's the voice we hear when we read comics he's he's iconic and you just have him be like you have to kill kate kill them all or like, how, did he kill Superman? How do you think he got in that exoskeleton? It's like, uh, yeah, Ugh. 
Well, that's what disappointed me. Also, Lex Luthor, but we kind of already mentioned him. He also was pretty disappointing to me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He I plays just way like, too big of a role in this. I, 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 yeah, him killing the Clark Kent of the multiverse. That was a little like, lame. That is such a stupid plan. The entire world, like universe, is ending, and he knows it. And his idea is to kill people in those universe like a minute before they die from the universe eventually. That's your plan. And to get to where all the others are at the end with the cliffhanger is where like, you know, Brandon Ruth Superman appears and then disappears and turns out his Lex. He just took a Sharpie and wrote his name in like God's book of destiny. Over yeah. What the hell was that? <laughs> like how he's like, I can't believe that works. Like that shouldn't have worked. That's just lazy writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wanted to have Lex trick himself over there. Don't give him a Sharpie and have him write in the book of destiny. That's just, that's stupid. That should not work. Yeah. Like, what if you wrote just a common name and then a ton of people appeared there? Yeah, God. Anyways, yeah. Any re- nerdy stuff? Any references? What references do you notice? I mean, tons of references to Christopher Reeve Superman. They confirmed that Ralph Superman is, in fact, Reeve Superman. Yeah, which was kind of sad in the beginning. Yeah, of- they ma- they make references to Superman three, I think, when he fights himself. Um, like I mentioned, the Smallville music plays. The um, Batman anime series music plays too when you first see the mansion, Wayne Manor. Ah, uh-huh. you kind of have like the da 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 da. So the build up. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Kingdom Come suit's really accurate, and Batman's also kind of in the exoskeleton, which is really accurate to yeah. Kingdom Come. So Kingdom Come references. Uh, Flash vans- vanishing in crisis. That's. I know it's '90s Flash, but that's page page basically. Crisis yeah. Engineers, minus them getting kind of old and turning to dust, he just kind of disappears. Which yeah. you know, it's probably better live action. Yeah. And all the cameos are from like Birds of Prey, Lucifer, uh, Burt Ward, or Burt Ward's yeah, Robin, Burt Ward. Titans. Titan. Oh yeah, Titans appeared for a second, which made me kind of happy. I'm not the biggest Titan fan, but it was just cool to see them there. Now, now that Jason Todd is on the CW, he's got to be like, Frick! Yep, he has to say that now. <laughs> Titan writers are screwed now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, besides that, not too many. I, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much good for now, and then we'll review the rest when uh, the rest actually comes out with our guest. But yeah, just I, I hope the second half is better. I hope they're saving you know, the better half. The better half is the second half, you know? I just so far I'm a little disappointed. I know I shouldn't get my hopes too high because after all it is the CW. But yeah. That, that being said, I they're you doing, know I expect they're a certain... doing good for CW budget. Yeah, and and I agree with that. I just think there's simple writing things that it it's not even on the budget at this point. It's just like simple writing like Lex Luthor with a name in the book, like what? Yeah, that <laughs> that makes yeah. That's stupid. So, yeah. But yeah. On to the news of the week. Yes. Um, so, a lot of news this week because of the comic solicitations for March 2020 came out. Uh, we'll go over a bit of live action stuff first. Uh, the Wonder Woman trailer came out like two days after we recorded last week's podcast. So, everyone's probably seen it by now. But really quick, general thoughts. I thought it was really good. I'm looking forward to it. Steve Trevor confuses me why he's there. And the Golden Eagle armor is very similar to a Gang Kingdom Come. So, it's kind of like we got... Within the same week, Kingdom Come outfits for the Trinity, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I think the trailer looks dope. My favorite shot was probably when she's running, and then you see her as a little girl running. I thought that was shot really well. 
point. I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to this movie. I, I'm I'm maybe the minority in the boat where I say that I didn't think Wonder Woman 2017 was as great as everyone says. I find it a little overrated. I mean, I still enjoy it. I think, but I just don't think it's one of the, you know the greatest you know DC movies or greatest comic book movies like people present it to be. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I think and, the and, and, and one I, of the best. And I enjoyed it. I just like when like when people it's like it's the best DCU movie. I'm like uh, Man of Steel, uh, BVS. So you know, uh, Justice League. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not until the Snyder Cut, which. <laughs> Zack Snyder, they're moving on to news. What, Zack Snyder what a posted. Segue, good for you, man. Yeah, I just segue. I've written down in the notes here. I just remembered <laughs> it. Uh, Zack Snyder posted a picture of the black suit Superman, which looks slightly photoshopped. Yeah. And the costume designer for Justice League said there was no black suit made. So is Snyder a liar? The Empire State Photographic Department confirms it. Your photo's a fake. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the reference. Um, it just, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, that kind of looks like the same pose he's doing in BVS. And I had the poster right above me, actually. Okay, it's slightly different, but it's pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, it just looks very photoshopped. And people have been pointing out, like, the lighting issues where, like, the one side of the suit is lit up while this side of the face is lit up a different way. So maybe there's just weird angles of lighting in there, but it looks pretty fake. I don't, I feel like there was a black suit, but. I also feel like Snyder's just kind of pushing for attention at this point. He's trying yeah. to keep that Lisa Snyder cut hype going by releasing yeah. a new like every single week. It's just kind of like, okay, man, like stop. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. No, I agree. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want to see the Snyder cut, but at the same time, it's just like, all right, like let's not put out Photoshop pictures here. I mean, like, won't stop posting about it and talking about like a old movie that is cut. We're not going to see yet, and I just feel like he's... Yeah, like, if it, if it didn't happen on the two-year anniversary where every big actor was sharing it, and it's not, you know, it's not going to happen, so... I, I feel like it will happen, just, you know, not for a bit now. So, yeah. Snyder's trying to keep people doing the hashtag, and people are, so the, good the, on them. The but... Donner cut of Superman 2, I think, took, like, 40 years, and the editor's cut of Spider-Man 3 took 10 years, so I guess you never know, but... It could happen, yeah. I definitely feel like it will happen. Just I don't feel like it will happen soon. Yeah. Um, same with Daredevil season three. Uh, save Daredevil was a huge hashtag that was trending earlier. Um, because they had this whole thing where like every country in the world tweet uh hashtag. What was it? What did I just say? Share save Daredevil? Daredevil. Save Daredevil. Sorry. Save Daredevil and <laughs> the train of thought just derailed. Yeah, no, it wasn't as big as the Snyder Cut, but Charlie Cox was even like supporting even Tom Hiddleston. So there's two movies, you know, movie and show that are being pushed by a lot of fans and actors, but they likely won't happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, DC announced uh, some new slates. They'll finally got a DC slate. So this is where like they kind of line up all their films that are coming out within the next few years. Marvel does this every time a new phase is announced, like with Marvel Phase 4, they reviewed at, at Comic around the time the Comic Con came out. But they now have a full slate up to 2022, the end of 2022. Now, there's several movies on there that are apparently all going to happen. We'll see about one of them. Birds of Prey, February 7th, 2020. Wonder Woman 1984, June 5th, 2020. The Batman, June 25th, 2021. The Suicide Squad, August 6th, 2021. Black Adam, December 22nd, 2021. Shazam 2, April 1st, 2022. 
The Flash, July first. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You're joking. Oh, I said the Flash two as well. Oops. <laughs> and Aquaman two, December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. So I feel like all these movies will happen. Flash, I don't know. He's had a lot of delays, but the rest of them, like uh, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, they're already done filming. They are for sure happening. The Batman guarantee going to happen. The Suicide Squad almost done filming. Black Adam. I have a feeling it will happen. Uh, Shazam 2 just got its release date announced along with The Flash. Shazam 2, all the actors, like a uh, guy who plays Billy, guy who plays uh, Shazam himself, Zachary Levi, like a ton of actors are tweeting about this, being like, hey, Shazam 2 got release date. We're filming soon. So I feel like that's kind of certain for sure happening now. And Aquaman 2 has been talked about for a while. So it's going to happen. Yeah. What about you? You're the person that predicts these, right? I say everything on this list will happen except for Flash. I see Flash getting delayed again. I know that it has a new director, and I've heard this whole thing before, how this director's taking it seriously and how it's a big priority. I don't see a Flash movie happening. I think they want to let the CW finish what they're doing, in all honesty. Oh, so okay. I, I think that it's going to be a while before we see a Flash movie. And I think... In a way, it's kind of smarter because you're getting away from the Flash we saw in Justice League, who's scared of bugs and bullets and tall people and brunch. <laughs> Ezra Miller playing Bart Allen, also known as Impulse. So, yeah, exactly. I understand that. But, I mean, it's good to have a slate. It's good to kind of have like a little countdown for all these movies. You, you know what I don't see on there? Oh, what? You know what I don't see on there? Joker 2? Man of Steel 2. Yeah, yeah. Never Where's happening. That? Henry Cavill just... just wants to play Superman. Let him play Superman. Yeah, please. I know he's loving The Witcher, though, and season two is happening for that, but let him play Superman. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's looking good besides that. Joker 2 is also not on, here, not on here, but Joker 2, I don't feel like it will happen. Joker was nominated for four Golden Globes, though, this week. That was, uh, that was a pretty good one, too. Wow, you're getting better with time these transitions. I'm getting good. <laughs> I'm ready. So yeah, George is not on there, but he does have the Golden Globes. I was also going to say that's a long wait between Wonder Woman and the Batman. It's a year and a month wait between those two. So, oof. But yeah, Joker 2 nominated for some Golden Golden Globes. And that's about it for the live action news. For gaming news, um, Game Awards happened this past week. Uh, Nothing was announced for DC, but the Joker was shown for Mortal Kombat as a DLC. His model has been updated to look a lot better than it was before. So, yippee. Uh, for comic news, we got a lot. So the solicitations came out for both Marvel and DC. Um, this is for March 2020, just what's coming out that month. And some, we're just going to go over some things that caught our eyes. So the Robin one shot. Want to talk about that? Yeah, the 80th anniversary of Robin. Uh, this is a big collection, like how they've done the Detective 1000, Action 1000. They're doing Wonder Woman 750, and they're doing Flash 750 as these big uh, collected editions. They're $10 comics, and they have a bunch of different stories from different creators. Yep. And uh, this one is pretty hyped up because we're seeing old creators return who we perhaps thought were gone. Chuck Dixon, uh, probably the most famous Robin writer, uh, arguably. He, Nightwing? Yeah, Robin, Nightwing, Batman in the 90s. He wrote everything. If, if you read a Batman comic in the 90s, there's a good, there's a good uh, chance that his name was attached to it. He started the Robin series. He wrote like the first 100 issues of it or so. He wrote like 70 issues of Nightwing. He's written a ton. He's coming back, and he has not worked for DC in a long, long time. So 
he doesn't really get along with the current editorial. So I was really shocked to see his name on here. Um, but the writers that we're getting for the Robin one shot are Marvel Wolfman, Chuck Dixon, Devin Grayson, who worked on Nightwing, Tim Seeley, who wrote Nightwing Rebirth and Grayson, Tom King, who wrote who Grayson and currently Batman, who wrote, who killed Nightwing, uh, Judd Winnick. He was a big DC writer in the 2000s. He wrote uh, The Outsiders in the 2000s. Uh, James Tinney on the fourth, big writer at DC currently. He's going to be writing Batman. Amy Wolfram, not too familiar. Uh, Robbie Thompson, also not familiar. Adam Glass, the current Teen Titans writer. And Peter Tomasi, who wrote Batman and Robin in the 52. And more. And more is art from it. a bunch of people. From Scott McDaniel, who worked on the original Nightwing series, which is huge. Um, the name that caught my eye probably the most, Frank Miller. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> it's all fun and games. I mean, does that mean we're I mean, gonna have Car- a, Carrie Ke- a Carrie Kelly story? She's cause... mentioned in the description. So the description says DC Comics celebrates Robin the Boy Wonder's 80th anniversary in style with an all-star creative team representing each iteration of the iconic character across eight decades of history. From the high-flying adventures of Dick Grayson to the tragedy of Jason Todd, the enthusiasm of Tim Drake, and the ignorance of Damian Wayne. The persistence of Stephanie Brown and the rebelliousness of Carrie Kelly. The mantle of Robin has been worn by many, but always represents one thing: a hero. Who the hell cares about Carrie Kelly? I mean, I'm I'm a fan I of the Dark Knight Returns. Who the hell cares? Out March 11th. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this is kind of working like Action Comics and Detective Comics 1000. It's gonna be a ton of little stories. That's what I'm assuming. So Franklin is probably gonna be the only person writing about Carrie Kelly. Yeah. I'm I'm most excited for the Chuck Dixon story. I hope it's on Tim because he made Tim the great character. Or if it's Tim and Dick, that would be my absolute dream. But uh, he he made those characters the way they are today. So it'd be great. I'm excited for him too. I'm also pretty excited for uh, Tomasi. He writes really good feel-good stories. I'm assuming he's going to do Damien. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. I'm actually looking forward to Tom King as well. I think Tom King strives very well when he writes like shorter stories as uh, opposed to long ones. So I'm looking forward to see what Tom King writes. I'm going to guess it's Nightwing because he's been teasing that he's writing something to do with Grayson. So uh, I'm guessing that's what he's talking about here. Any of the cover artists catch your eye? Or you just you think you're just going to go with the main cover? Jim Lee. I mean, <laughs> Jim Lee's doing the 40s variant, which I was surprised. I figured he would be doing the main. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that catches my eye the most. What about you? Uh, probably Jim Lee. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really recognize a lot of the cover artist uh, names. I'm assuming the 90s will be like a good Tim Drake cover, so I'm interested in that. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. I wonder if we're gonna get like, oh, we're gonna get all. Uh, we probably will get all Robin covers. No, like, like is he like Nightwing or Red Hood or anything like that? Yeah. But yeah, there's the 60s cover, which will be Dustin Nguyen. Nice. Uh, the 70s cover, which will be Kari Andrews. Kari, Kari Andrews, I'm sorry. Don't give us a better review. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s cover, which will be Frank Miller, which I'm sure will sell out. Uh, the 90s, which will be Jim Choyung. He was uh, the originally the uh, artist for Justice League, Scott Snyder's Justice League, but he kind of yep. moved away to, uh, to do covers for legion superheroes this looks like yeah uh 2000s will be Derek chu and 2010s will be yasmin putri putri yeah 
I mean, not quite not quite as big problem. names as like the Flash 750, which had like almost every decade was a recognizable artist. Like no mm-hmm. Gary Frank here or anything like that, but I'm still excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm read so. Do you think it's I mean, a problem yeah. that DC is kind of using these for big sales, or do you like the idea of it? Because I like the idea of it personally, but I saw somebody debating online like, oh, well, they're just doing this for sales, to which my response is, well, everything they do is for sales. Yeah. Like, why would they not do it for sales? It is $10, but also, like, all these people You're on it's going to be a one story. Plus, the like the cover alone that they've shown so far, like just the first cover, I think that looks fantastic. It's very simplistic. It's yeah. just it's like Dick's Robin or maybe Jason's Robin just jumping in. It, it reminds me of the Robin Year One cover. Uh, oh, the, yeah, it totally the does. The red background like that. Yeah, it, the pose reminds me of Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The lightning. Yeah, yeah I'm, so, I'm totally yeah, excited to see Dixon back. I thought there was no shot he was coming back, so this is awesome. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Something else I can't wait for in March. Strange nice. Adventures number one. So we now have a release date. This was originally coming in January. Strange Adventures is going to be a 12-issue series written by Tom King with art by Mitch Gerrids and Doc Shanner. So this is the successor of Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gerrids, which is fantastic. It's 12 issues as well. This is like the next one. It's uh, going to be rather strange. And I'm really excited for it. We got our first kind of description of it. And it's coming March 4th. I haven't even read the description yet. <laughs> Have you? So, yeah, yeah, I did read it. So I, I find it actually kind of interesting that in the in the description they say that it's going to be in the tradition of Watchmen, The Dark Knight Returns, and DC, The New Frontier. That's some big stories oh. to be in the name of. <laughs> we should read it on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it's a story of blood, war, and love that readers will be talking about for years to come. Adam Strange is the hero of Ran a man famous throughout the galaxy for his bravery and honor. After leaving his adopted home to victory in a great planetary war, Adam and his wife, Alana, retire to Earth, where they are granted by cheers, awards, and parades. But not all as happy and nice as it seems, as the decisions Adam made during battles on Rand come back to haunt him and his family and threaten the entire DC universe. And now, a surprised DC hero will have to choose between saving Adam Strange and saving the world. A story like no other, Strange Adventures is an ambitious, thrilling, shocking, and beautiful 12-issue saga that will push Adam Strange to the breaking point and beyond. So, based on that, I'm thinking we're going to get a story of PTSD. Yeah, probably. Something <laughs> that King. King has handled firsthand, so I think would it could you say be this is? Would you say this is a hero in crisis? <laughs> <laughs> I... But I don't think it'll have the editorial uh, picky wiki of that Heroes in Crisis had, so... Yeah. I don't think it'll be mm-hmm. changed by it. I don't know. I think this has potential to be great. Um, I'm wondering who the DC hero is. They've yeah. kind of established a friendship between him and Hal in the Green Lantern, from what I read at least. And Swamp they've kind of established a friendship between him and Superman and Superman. Yeah. I mean, Swamp Thing was teased yeah. by Doc Shanner, but I doubt that's the And And Adam Strange made his first appearance in a... In a, a Swamp Thing comic book, so. Oh, maybe that is maybe that is actually. And King wrote uh, a Tom. Uh, sorry, King wrote one of the most beautiful story. stories that Winter Special with Jason Fabok. Oof. Yeah. Oh, such a good story. Don't get chills <laughs> from like two years ago or something. Yeah, it's it's really good though. So that could be the hero. Maybe we'll have to see. I wouldn't mind that actually. I like Swamp Thing. Is this your more most anticipated comic of 2020? 
I mean, there's Snyder's Crisis, but <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. You mean Dark Knight's Metal too? Yeah, <laughs> this probably is my most. Antis- I mean, Mister Miracle has become one of my favorite comics ever. So yeah, it probably is. in single issue, single like, issue and trade. Uh, I'm gonna do both. I did be about that for a while, and I'm just like, wait, why would I wait for the trade? I could just get single issue, then get trade. Yeah, so, yeah I'm gonna do that. what I'll likely end up doing is buy it in single issue, read all the single issues, and if I like it, get the trade. And if I get the trade, then I sell the single issues online, and I buy the trade with that money. Boom. Economics. Yeah, I keep the single issues for all my <laughs> I've never sold a comic before, so... I, I, sell, a, I sell a bunch. It keeps, it keeps my box uh, flowing in and out, but... Uh, I'll learn this power. <laughs> uh, regardless, um, James, uh, sorry, not James Tanion, Jorge Jimenez, uh, a fan favorite artist for us on Hero Story, is coming to Batman. Yeah, Jor- on Instagram Jor- while running in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually quite accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what he did, but. <laughs> Just he had like a big announcement that. on his story, but uh, I mean, I don't speak Spanish. I don't think Hunter speaks Spanish, so. I mean, no, I don't. I was going to try to think of a Spanish word, but I Yo, clearly. El Baño. I need the bathroom. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so he announced that he's on Batman and we get his first cover reveal with Gotham City behind Batman and Catwoman. And uh, the way he draws Gotham is pretty great. I didn't know I needed a Jorge Jimenez Batman until I got it. This is pretty nice. Is that how you pronounce it? I've always thought it was George Gymnast. Everyone has a different pronunciation. And I, like, I've listened to podcasts with uh, Bendis or King, and everyone's got a different pronunciation. Snyder, so... Like, like same thing with like, okay. Ivan Reese. Some people say Ivan Reyes. Some, some people say Ivan Reese. Some people say Reyes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of different pronunciations with these kinds of things. Okay. Um, I say George Gymnast, but <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. George, George Gymnast for short, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, Gymnast, I'll say. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists ever. Like, he's top five, probably, for wow. sure. So, yeah, top top five, uh, I mean, I loved, I loved his work on Super Sons. Uh, the issues that he did of Superman Rebirth with Tomasi, I thought was great. And I love his work on Justice League, so I'm excited to see him on Batman, even if it is for only ten issues. Personally, I think his best character they can draw is Superman and Martian Manhunter. But he draws a good Batman, and I'm looking forward to it. Even with Batman No Cow, I think is really good. I like the way he draws the chin. So for me, for me I, it's the Super Sons is his best. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean like adult superheroes, but yeah, I think Rob if we get Robin as like a main character in this, oh my god. That'd be great. Please make Rob make Batman and Robin reunite in this. Which they had a reunion in Detective Comics today, if you haven't if you didn't see that. Um but anything else you want to add from the solicitations? I guess Flash and Wonder Woman keeping their legacy numbers is pretty big. Yeah, so what do you think of that? I, I mean, I saw you obviously commented on my Instagram post about yeah, this. Yeah, but... so if, for those who don't know, all comics, when they get like relaunched and stuff, they go back to issue one, issue two, but they still kind of count as like the original run. So like issue one could actually be like issue 692. It's like legacy like numbering, so it keeps the numbering going. Like how the Avengers recently had, I think, a 600 or 700 issue. Yeah, even though it was like issue number nine yeah so. yeah yeah but um flash is is coming up and Wonder Woman are both coming up on issue 750 and instead of being called like flash number 75 wonder woman number 75 in brackets like 750 they're going straight to 750 and from there 751 52 53 so we're gonna get back to the big numbers again which usually big companies like dc and marvel tend to fear because they're afraid 
casual they, audience won't want to buy that because it's like, oh god, I have to read 750 issues to read this. Yeah, they, they they hurt sales, and I could see DC going back on this eventually. But for now, they're keeping it. Um, I'm okay with it. I prefer the Marvel way, and I said this in my Instagram post. Marvel does it where they have the number of the series, right? So if it's Flash number 80, it'll say 80 in the number, and then underneath it, it'll say LGY, legacy number, and then it'll be whatever the real legacy number is, so 750. I think that's the way to go, personally. That way you can keep the legacy numbering, but also not be as daunting to new readers. Yeah, and honestly, at first I didn't even realize that was the legacy numbers. So it is, like, very hidden, but it grows when it's, like, a big number, like 750, like... Captain America number 17. We're going to be reviewing that soon. Uh, this is issue 17, but underneath it says, like you said, L-Y, L Y, sorry, L G Y hashtag 721. So it's coming up on 750 for Captain America. So I agree with you there, actually. I think it would have been better if DC did that for all their comics. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. No. Um, anything else you want to add from the solicitations? Uh, going to Marvel, maybe? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So Outlaw number one was announced. It's going to be a, a series about teenage superheroes that being a trinity of sorts of Nova, Miss Marvel, Mouse Morales, Spider-Man. And it's going to have a huge impact that will affect every single superhero in the Marvel Universe that's under the age of 21. So I'm going to guess that there might be, oh, we need like a license to be a superhero or something like that. You need a license to drive a patty. Like, uh, you can't be <laughs> this, this a episode's vigilante. full of references, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, weird references, too. Yeah. Uh, like, you need to be a certain age to be a vigilante kind of thing. Like, oh, you see Iron Man fly through the sky, that's fine. But when you see Noah fly through the sky, it's like, that kid like, can't even get a job yet. So, uh, I, uh, that's my guess of what it is. You have any theories? No, actually. <laughs> Will you be reading it? Probably. I mean, I don't know. It seems interesting. I like the team. I like Miss Marvel. I like Nova. I like Miles. So Miss Marvel is probably the one out of all of them that I have have gotten the least into. So I'd have to read more. I like Miss Marvel as a character. I think she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Magneto is getting a massive pay, a double double issue one shot. Uh, it's going to be one issue written by Hickman that will affect all X Men books. Uh, it is said that this one-shot is being made because Magneto is going to do something in this one-shot that will affect the X-Men books that can't be told in the other X-Men books because those books are focused on other mutants. So this one-shot will be necessary to read if you're into any of the X-Men, X-Men, X-Force, Modders, uh, the other ones, New Mutants. Um, but yeah, apparently it's going to be pretty big, and I'm excited. I like Magneto a lot, and I like this new white suit, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Magneto's my favorite mutant, so I'm extremely excited. Yeah. All right, uh, that's the news. That was a lot of news. <laughs> it was a ton of news, but it's good because we don't have that many comics this week. So uh, pick of the week, we cover of the week. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Um, my pick of the week. Do you have yours ready? Because I'm just Yes. <laughs> so my cover of the week is Superman 18. I love the cover of Clark holding the glasses, Ivan Reese, Reyes. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I absolutely love this cover. I think he draws such an iconic Superman, even though he's only been on it for like 18 issues. I mean, so good. Um, my pick of the week, I mean, I only had two comics this week, so I guess I got to put Flash as my number, as my pick of the week, but yeah. Yeah, enjoy it fully. It was okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not loving this Flash arc, to be honest. That's fair. 
my cover will probably be Superman as well. Like you said, it's really good. I love the simplistic background, just white, and it's just it catches your eye on the shelf, even if you're in your comic shop. Like it's a very bright cover, despite yeah. it being very simple. My pick of the week, though, is You're the Villain, Ocean Master number one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I'll go over why in a second. I'll just quickly say it's just it covers everything that Ocean Master's done this past decade, which is nice. So, yeah, okay, let's get into Superman. The truth, Superman has officially revealed as an identity to the entire world. Yeah, so as mentioned before on this podcast, Bendis has said for a while that he wanted to do this. He announced it a while back. We all thought it was like, all right, what's what's the ploy here? Like, what what is being hidden here? And he's like, no ploy? Superman's revealing his identity. We're like, yeah, okay, pal, this is comics. We know better. So... We, and he actually been, did it. <laughs> we've been having theories of time travel and fake out. And, well, this is the issue Red where he feels his identity to the world. Yeah. He um, does it. He he debates it with Adam Strange, with Lois, with Jimmy, and he does it. So the, this issue is essentially him uh, talking with Adam Strange first uh, outside of the United Planets and just telling him that he wants to do that. And he's kind of telling Adam Strange about his life. And Adam Strange just doesn't believe that like he's like you have a job like you're superman you work at a desk which i like i actually um, adam strange personality is a little odd here he's a little too hyper he's a a little hyper he's very bart allen and young justice yeah a little bit it's just i like this because a lot of people that hate on like superman's identity in general being like oh how do they not know the clark and superman is because most of the general audience in dc don't know that Superman has a secret identity. They don't think that because he's a guy that shows his face. He's always there in the nick of time. Why would he be? Why would he have a desk? You know? Why mm-hmm. would he have a day job when he's he could fly? He could save people. He's always there. Why would he hide that? So, I like how they're showing that people are shocked that he even has an identity, and say yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we know that, but we don't know who you are." So, that's to be honest, I think my favorite pages of this entire book were the ones without dialogue so uh there's one of him walking into the daily planet with his glasses on and feeling uncomfortable having to hide himself and then that's where he reveals himself to perry white and i think the reveal to perry white is beautiful uh the way they use silhouettes when he walks into perry's office reveals himself and then perry gives him a hug i I think that was really well done he's just like perry's reaction you only see perry's back but you see, like, Clark walk in, Perry's hands are on the table, he's standing up, it looks like he's mad, he puts his hands on his hips, and looks like Clark's just like, let me just say something. Clark opens his shirt, Perry's hands drop, He Perry drops in his chair, gets back up, walks over, Clark kind of looks down, kind of like, what have I done? <laughs> and yeah. then they just hug. It's it's probably my favorite page in Venice's run, maybe. It's very nice. It's very yeah. nice to be. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I'm not crazy about the Jimmy one. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I just think it was too much dialogue going on. Uh, Jimmy like plays a joke on him that he already knows. And uh, I don't know, like some of the dialogue is like, I might have peed. Like, I don't know. Just it, it didn't feel right. I would have just liked uh, another silent reaction out of Jimmy. I think would have been cool. And I if think Lois... Jimmy being like really. Though I, th- though, I, though I do think it is cool that Lois t- told him before. She's like, oh, well, I knew him before I knew you. So it is. Yeah, that, that, that is fair. I like that. I wish we could have seen Lois tell Jimmy. Maybe that would have been nice. I would have liked to see Jimmy's reaction because instead we got Jimmy playing a joke on Clark. Well, well, I wonder if this is happening in Lois' book or in the Jimmy book since they both have books. Oh, well, Jimmy's book is a little trippy. (laughs) It is trippy. I've I've seen, I've kind of looked it over in the comic shop while I'm waiting online. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? I don't think, I don't know if it's canon to be honest. It's It's like Harley Quinn, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's very like 
Green Lantern's evolved and Gorilla Grodd, and it's it's just a lot. So yeah, it's very much like Harley Quinn. Um, I his actual I like the dialogue a lot when he actually reveals his identity. I thought yeah. it was really well written. He, he does, does the, he does he does a speech, you know, and it's a really well written speech. His speeches are hard to write, and Ben just wrote one. Yeah, do you want to read it? Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, if you only want to choose part of it, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was all pretty good. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to read it. This is a podcast. So we're going to read a speech. Do you want to both do it or just... Yeah, if, if you want, you can start and I can take over. Okay, uh, let's start off. So Superman gets in front of the crowd. My name is Hunter, and I am Superman here. For, this is my audition for Man of Steel 2. <laughs> <laughs> Most of you lovingly have decided to call me Superman. But there's something else I think you need to know. He kind of looks to Lois and Lois smiles and kind of gives him a nod. And then he looks back at the audience. My name is Clark Kent. I'm a reporter for the Daily Planet. And I have been since I moved here from Smallville, Kansas. Some of you know the story or a version of it. I was sent here from a planet called Krypton to save me from disaster. I landed in Kansas and I was adopted by two wonderful people, Jonathan and Martha Kent. The Kents raised me and taught me the values that I use every day to help people who can't always help themselves. Why the two identities? As a child, everyone thought it best that I had a normal life as possible. With that came an identity. I was being trained almost like an athlete to be the best Superman I could be. I lived, I went to school, fell in love, got married, had a child. A lot has happened. Of course, it was about protecting those around me. But everyone in Clark Kent's life slowly became real people in Superman's life. Everyone knows my friends and family have, sorry, everyone knows my friends and family and have for a long time. And a lot has changed. Sometimes you don't even realize how much has changed until you stop and look around. For us, my family, a couple of profound moments forced me to stop and take a look at myself, not the world. See, for a long time, I've kept a big secret of myself a secret. And there were good reasons. But with all the while, the trying to empower others towards truth and justice, my life as Clark Kent is something I'm deeply proud of, of keeping a secret. Today, that feels false, almost dishonest. So, you want to continue? Yeah. <clears throat> In my travels, I get to see and hear people discover and rediscover themselves all the time. I get to see you find happiness you didn't even know was there. In fact, I see it and hear it every day. That's a big part of what inspired me today you. So what now? Well, I'm going to continue being Superman, and I'm going to find my way as Clark Kent. I love being a journalist. I'm going to continue to be married to my amazing wife, Lois Lane, and continue to raise our child the best way we know how. I know this is new and maybe confusing to some, but I'm so proud of my heritage, both from Krypton and Earth, and when I show up as Superman, I want to show up representing both parts of me at the same time. What happens then? I don't know, but... Thank you for inspiring me. And as he flies off and everyone looks up in admiration. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, what, what might even be better is L- Luther's reaction at the end. Yeah, so throughout the speech you get different reactions from several characters, which I want to talk about in a second. But we'll start with Luther's here, because uh, this was broadcast live on TV. And you see the whole Legion of Doom watching this. And as Superman says, thank you for inspiring me, it ends. Cheetah's laughing in the background. The other villains are just kind of angered. Black Manta's there. Oh, hey, I didn't even notice. Sorry. Black Manta's in the chair. 
Um, yeah, is this that pre more or, or post? I'm really confused. I'm really confused. Because he's back to being Lex. He's not. Uh, well, he's Apex Lex first. He is yeah. Kind of oh, yeah, you're right. Down. So he is Apex Lex, which is Martian Lex. He morphs down to human Lex, and Brainiac's pissed. He's like, Luther, how did you not see this coming? <laughs> this has me excited for the reaction issues of both heroes and villains. Yeah, me too, because I didn't expect to get reactions here, because we're getting reaction issues, but we got a very angry Luther just staring at this monitor. Of, yeah. Of a pause video of Superman. And it's yeah. so, so good. We haven't seen Bendis' great Luther yet, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited for this, too. I, I think he can write a great Luther, so I'm excited. Um, this issue was well-written. I think it was well written. I'm still not crazy about the idea of Superman having a revealed identity. To me, that's not how Superman works. But I'm open to it. And obviously, I read this issue. I'm going to continue reading. So I hope things go well. This is the second major thing that Bendis has changed to Superman since coming on the book. Uh, the first one being John Kent being older. He also added the I, back, which isn't as major because it's kind of the yeah, status quo. I mean, it's whatever. To me, it was uh, major. John Kent, <laughs> John Kent returning. That was a huge thing. I didn't like the idea of it, and now that's happened. I still am not the biggest fan. This is another thing. I don't like the idea of it, but I am curious to see where it goes. I'm kind of looking forward to the future of Superman. And it was well written. Some other reactions that I would like to point out that are interesting is Batman has kind of a smirk on his face when watching. I thought that was kind of interesting that he's kind of accepting that. And Wonder Woman does not look happy. Yeah, she's just like angry yeah ivan Rees also posted on instagram recently a little bendis also posted a teaser in the next issue superman going to the hall of justice and the entire justice league is there like a lot of superheroes are there and they're all kind of cheering as he walks in wonder woman not cheering still arms crossed still looking kind of mad and mm-hmm. bendis has said in comments but people will be pointing out like oh wonder woman looks kind of mad here bendis has replied to these people being like yeah, we're going to have a big Wonder Woman Superman talk pretty upcoming in the hero reaction thing. So, yeah, that's interesting. Marsh Manhunter is also there, which is kind of like, OK, isn't he dead? <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking I'm looking forward. I'm so curious where this goes. Superman is one of my favorite starting to become one of my favorite books again. I'm I just I hope it's good. I hope, you know, I hope this leads to big things. Bendis has teased big things are coming and that it's the new. Big thing coming to Superman. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. And it's good to be excited about Superman. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for Flash 84, not too much I want to say. I'm just, I just want to say that I'm not crazy about this arc. I don't know. It's just, it's not catching me. I'm not interested in this Captain Cold, to be honest. Um, I still kind of find it weird that like Luther calls him Leonard. Like in the pre 52, it's, you don't call me Leonard. Or if you do, you're getting turned into a popsicle. I hate being called Leonard. So. I think it's okay that Luther's saying it because Luther's kind of like really powerful right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's good to see Christian Deuce back on the book. He's one of my favorite Flash artists, so I was happy to see him back on. Besides that, uh, I like the idea of the Speed Force being out of control. That if they take off their power collars, it stop their yeah. powers. They just vibrate like crazy. I think that's a yeah. really cool idea. Yeah, it was cool, but. Besides that, this issue was basically just uh, kind of like a filler in a way, but also not. It's just Flash, Avery, and Kid Flash talking to Glider, Weather Wizard, and eventually uh, Heat Wave about 
teaming up to stop Captain Cold. So it's going to be rogues and Flash family versus a very powerful Captain Cold, it looks like. I do like how Captain Cold isn't, isn't really trusting Luther here. Uh-huh. They were pretty close in 52. And now it seems Captain Cold's kind of pissed that he's being kind of pushed to the sidelines here. Yeah. So I, I like that how they're kind of mentioning like, hey, we were we were really close after Forever Evil. We were on the Justice League, and now you're not telling me about things. What the hell? So yeah, I like that. Besides that, you know, it's okay issue. Nothing major. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I could quickly go over the others. Yeah, definitely go over. Uh, I do want to go over Master. Ocean Master? Yeah, yeah, Ocean Master is super interesting this week. I thought it was fantastic. I'm a big Ocean Master fan. I'm a big Aquaman fan. I think Aquaman is one of the characters that have been handled really well this decade. And this goes over Ocean Master's life in a decade. Not really like a recap. It does move the story forward. But it starts off with his uh, his um, surface wife, which or fiance. So for those who don't know, Ocean Master was, uh, after he did the whole Throne of Atlantis thing, which is what the Aquaman movie is based off of, in the comics, he actually did attack the surface. He attacked Boston, Metropolis, New York, I think, and a few other major cities with tsunamis. Um, eventually, he was stopped by the Justice League, put in prison, and he eventually escaped prison. He didn't go back to Atlantis because he was banned there. So he stayed on Earth, and he stayed with this woman, and ended up falling in love with her. And he stayed with her for years. This woman was a divorced wife. She, uh, she had a son named Tommy, and uh, Ocean Master grew to kind of love Tommy and raise him as, like, a new father. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Drowned Earth happened. Now, this was the big Justice League event of like 2017, I believe. It was Snyder's first like Justice League event, and that's where the entire Earth was being flooded. And Ocean Master helped out there, and he, he tried to help out, but eventually he was hit by the drowned and everything. He was knocked out. Uh, they go over this. The writer is um, Waters. Ironic. Uh, <laughs> uh, he kind of goes over like I got knocked out in the drown, and when I woke up, Atlantis was fine. The whole world was fine. I felt like I did nothing, and I was useless for that arc. And it's like, oh, that's a good way of saying. It. Um, he explains that when he woke up, he went to Atlantis, and he guards were looking for him. And he's like, if I show myself, then they're just going to arrest me. So he went to the streets. On the streets, he met a lot of homeless Atlanteans, and they were kind of crazy. And he kind of lived there for a long time. Because he couldn't leave the city. If he left the city, guards would notice him and put him in jail. Eventually, he finds a way out. He escapes in this little crack in the wall. And the entire time he's telling the story, he keeps getting interrupted by his wife being like, I don't care. Why are you here? Like, you ditched me and my son. I don't want you here. <laughs> so he's just like, just let, let me explain. Let me tell my story. His story kind of goes over where he found, like, a because of some rig in the middle of the ocean where, like, don't make ships go by. And inside, there's a lot of the, a lot of, uh, the trench being experimented on. By a woman named a Marine Martyr, Marine Martyr, which is a, I believe, a Golden Age villain, Aquaman villain. She looks very cheesy. Uh-huh. They kept her original design, but I looked her up. She's a very old Aquaman villain. It's just okay. experimenting on trench. It's just kind of a one-shot character. Eventually, Ocean Master stops her in uh, one of the Atlantis. There was an Atlantean that she was experimenting on too. That's going crazy, being like, I could hear something called Dagon. I could hear something. Hear something. So Ocean Master's like, okay, I'll follow you. Where do you hear something? And it was at the bottom of the ocean, like in this trench, the very bottom of the ocean that's so far down that when Ocean Master goes down there, the pressure of the water is starting to make him drown. That's how deep it is. And there's this little girl there. And uh, it's really well written, and the art is beautiful of him talking to this little girl, being like, are you going to die here? He's just like, no, I got royal blood. I should be able to last for a few minutes. She's just like, 
will you help me? And Ocean Master says yes. And then by doing that, she reveals herself to be a god of the sea. And uh-huh. calls her, like, thank you, King Orm. And then with her, her being a god of the sea, she breaks the harbor and frees all the trench people that were stuck there and kills Martyr or whatever. Free them all. And after doing that, Luther appears. Be like, hey, I'm here. You want a gift? And Ocean Master straight up like tries to fight Luther. He's just like, no, I don't want your damn gift. Like, get out of my life. I don't care what you're doing. I'm no villain. I'm a king. And mm. then he eventually goes into the ocean. And Ocean Master's last words to Luther was, I was always a king. Whether you or Atlantis knew it. Whether any of you cared or not. I need nothing from you. When your war comes to the surface, keep it away from my oceans, Luther. And Luther just smiles and says, we'll shall see. And... It kind of end the issue ends with um, Orm and his uh, fiance talking, and she's getting closer and closer to him. And she goes to kiss him, and then she's just like, "Wait, no, no, no! You left us. That was cruel. I you can't just walk back into our life." And Ocean Master Shreya is like, "Okay, fine," and walks away, walks into the ocean, swims back down. Then we get this little dialogue of what he's doing. He has formed a cult of like trench people. Uh, deep under the sea in this little throne room that's underneath Atlantis with this ocean goddess and he's getting ready to uh, fight Aquaman. Uh, so yeah, ocean, it says to be continued in Aquaman in March. So yeah. the March solicitations did say that Ocean Master is returning. It also said Aquaman's kid is born and it is a daughter. And Ocean Master's after that daughter. Oh. So it's not a son. I forgot to mention that. Interesting. Yeah, no, a- no Arthur Jr. Yeah, we're getting a daughter instead. So that's uh, what's Ocean Master. It just went a lot over like Throne of Atlantis, uh, the Drowned. It went over a little bit for Elo at one point. Uh, it went over him as king, uh, Wrath as king, him being in prison. And it just went over a lot. And I respect that because a lot of times when new writers are writing characters that they don't write often, they tend to ignore continuity. Uh-huh. So it was just cool to have that. I'll just briefly say too Batman Yellow Series was good. The cover's a little misleading. It shows Cassandra Kane, but she's only in two panels. Duke, uh, Duke Thomas. Am I saying is it Duke Thomas? Why do I feel like that's wrong? No, that's right. No, that's right. Okay, sorry. He got new powers. Um, so before he could see where shadows were on lights, which was very confusing. Now he could control shadows. So if it's a dark room, he could take away all the shadows and make it all light in there. So like, be like, I see you hide and fool, and then kind of take the shadow away. Uh-huh. So not much else to say about that besides Black Lightning is so OP in this. Uh-huh. Like they made Black Lightning basically a Super Saiyan. Like he is really powerful, but yeah, it was good art all around. And Captain America was all right. It went mm-hmm. over Captain America and staying at this guy's house, who eventually gets shot. But it was kind of emotional in that aspect. But for the most part, it was just very dialogue heavy, and it was like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but yeah, those are the comics. Okay, yeah, and that's uh, pretty much the show. Um, pretty much, yeah. It went longer than I was expecting for only having just a few comics, but the news took forever to get through. Yeah, but it was fun to go through, so but yeah, it's uh, all good. Yeah, so thank you for checking out this episode. Uh, I hope you'll be back next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. For a hero next story. Week is it, oh. Real quick, next week is actually huge. We have a lot of big comics next week, including Doomsday Clock. Yes, uh, December, no, December 18th. This is the one that we talked about like a few months ago. Yeah, this is a huge yeah, comic week. It's actually happening, so... <laughs> Be ready for it. Um, it is going to be a major episode featuring Doomsday Clock and I think Flash Forward as well. The end of City of Bane, the end of the Justice Deal More, I believe. It's just a lot of stuff is happening here. A lot of stuff and coming it's out. It's right before the holidays, so the week after that will probably be a break because it's Christmas time when comics are out. I don't think any comics are out that week. 
Yeah, Christmas but, is on a Wednesday this year, so I doubt there's going to be any comics out. So we'll probably be back in the new year. So probably one episode left for this decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that'll be our 75th episode. And I have something a little special planned to change a little game changer here. So okay, this is something that I don't know of. So I'm yeah, excited I'll too. Talk to you about it in a second. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye.